Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. So here's what he says. Okay. God's given me these commands as Moses. I'm going to teach them to you parents. You parents are to teach them to your children. The children are to obey them. When those children grow up and they move over here, they're going to teach them to their children. And this generation, oh, principle just continues to keep happening. Notice it's all based and centered in the Word of God and obedience. All wisdom goes back to the Word of God and obedience. Pastor Mark gives all adults a challenge in today's teaching. Proverbs tells our children to listen to their parents. But in order for the children to listen to the parents, they must be talking. Our children's discipleship must begin at home with their parents. That means we need to make ourselves available to listen and to talk to them. Pastor Mark challenged parents and grandparents alike to have time set aside to open God's Word and discuss it with our children. It must be a priority in the home. If the parents aren't teaching their children how to live right, someone else will. That could lead to a dangerous place. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Proverbs, chapter 4, verse 1, with our continuing study entitled, Wisdom in the Home. time for us to try to meditate and get with our kids. And I, it doesn't have to be Sunday night. There's nothing legalistic here. You know that. But we're going to try to get you some information so you can sit and talk. And it's going to, it's going to take a while to, to get your kids to open up, especially teenagers, where they can even talk to you in any subject they want to talk to you about. Obviously, including God. So that's the ideal. Well, what do we do? with all the kids that do not have a Christian mom or dad or Christian grandparents. What do we do with them? Well, that's the second step. We have to maintain excellence in this church, in our Sunday school, in our youth, in our Gen X area. We have to have excellence. We don't want babysitters. We don't have babysitters. We want to take our energy and put it there. Many of you grandparents need to be in the Sunday school teaching. You have tremendous wisdom. Do you know many of our children don't have a dad role model at all? And they certainly don't have a grandpa. What an awesome thing to have that. So, so remember, this is not the ideal. But we don't live in an ideal world. In the beginning was Adam and Eve and Cain and Abel. That's the way it should be. It's not going to be that way. It'll never be that way again. So we have a two-pronged attack. We're going to try to help you that are parents in this body 
as I was leaving Scotland, one of the guys said, here's a, here's a thing, and we used it at, in our church back in California. It was a great thing, and I looked it up. 52 weeks, little lessons for the home to teach kids. Wow. Be awesome. Just develop it. One of the young guys a few weeks ago stopped me in prayer meeting. As God had been working through that in my life, he stopped me on our th- Thursday morning, about 6.30, whatever, he came in. He says, you know, I just began teaching my, my kids. I've been in men's group, but I just began teaching our kids uh, whatever book he was teaching. He said, man, it's hard to bring it down. And, and I have to really study. I went right on. Because he's teaching them about God. He said, it's awesome, but it's hard. And all the time, God was working this in my mind. You know, we're going to switch to whatever. Ooh, three out of four. Man, we got time now. No excuses. Second, why did we switch all this to Wednesday night? Well, eventually, if God continues to bless, we'll add a four service. But there's another thing. And I want to speak to you from my heart. I believe it's time for us to get serious about serving God. It has to be done individually in the home. Remember, before a mom and dad can share their heart with their kids, guess what mom and dad have to be? Right with God. You can't be faking it. You're not going to be perfect. None of us are. But you have to be right with God. I mean, if anybody can see through, the kids can see through. So we have to get right with God. Well, how do we get right with God? Doing exactly what you're doing here. Awesome. You're here. You're studying God's word. There's two other things I want you to put in the back of your mind. If you're really going to grow for the Lord, I believe you have to have a quiet time yourself. I believe you need to come to church services on a regular basis. And somehow you need to get into some kind of accountability, a small group, men's or ladies group, where somebody's going to hold you accountable. I don't know how you're going to do that. I'm just throwing it out there. That's our responsibility. And that's what I believe God has been showing me. And I want you to... Just be with us. By the way, it starts with prayer. Turn to Proverbs chapter 4, verse 1. Listen, my sons, to a father's instruction. Pay attention and gain understanding. I give you sound learning, so do not forsake my teaching. When I was a boy in my father's house, still tender, notice that's a key, and only a child of my mother, he taught me and said, Lay hold of my words with all your heart, keep my commands, and you will live. This is the way God's word is transferred from generation to generation, just what you see in those first four verses. Parents are to teach their children the Bible. Wisdom is based on God's word. So for a parent to teach their kids the word, you have to know the word. Now, many of you are just now beginning to know the word. That's why we want to try to give you some resources to help you. Don't ever feel like you can't do it. You can. Absolutely you can. We're all still learning. I'm still learning. Verse 5. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Do not forget my words or swerve from them. Do not forsake wisdom and she will protect you. Love her and she will watch over you. Wisdom is supreme. Therefore, get wisdom. Though it costs all you have, get understanding. Esteem her, and she will exalt you. Embrace her, and she will honor you. Here we go, the same principle as we found in, in Proverbs 1.9. She will set a garland of grace on your head and present you with a crown of splendor. So the bottom line is, for young people, students, older adults, somehow, whatever it takes, get wisdom. Nothing else matters. That's the principal thing. Circle verse 7. The principal thing. Get wisdom. Nothing is more important in life 
than getting wisdom. Remember, wisdom is simply living our life according to God's view, with God's value, and God's timing. Just simply get wisdom. Go for it. Keep learning. Keep growing. So Solomon is saying, where does it happen? It happens with kids listening to their parents teach God's word. Not only from their mouth, but from their lifestyle. You'll see that in a moment. Flip back to Deuteronomy chapter 6. I'm going to put it in high gear. You ready? Here we go. In Deuteronomy, the nation of Israel, let me set the stage for you quickly. The nation of Israel is getting ready to go to the promised land. We have a couple million people, tons of parents and tons of children. Here's how they're to live when they get to the promised land. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 1. Moses is going to say to the parents, here's what you're to do, parents. Here's how it works. These are the commands, decrees, and laws the Lord your God directed me to teach you to observe in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess. Why should you observe them? Why should you parents know them and then teach them to your kids? Look at verse 2. So that you, your children, and their children after them may fear the Lord your God as long as you live by keeping all his decrees and commands that I give you, and so that you may enjoy long life. So here's what he says. Okay, God's given me these commands as Moses. I'm going to teach them to you parents. You parents are to teach them to your children. The children are to obey them. When those children grow up and they move over here, they're going to teach them to their children. And this generation, oh, principle just continues to keep happening. Notice it's all based and centered in the word of God and obedience. All wisdom goes back to the word of God and obedience. You just keep that going and what will happen? Families will be good. Life will be exciting. And notice what it says. Look at verse 2 at the end. And you may enjoy long life. That doesn't mean everybody's going to be 97 and be on the smucker show or whatever with your face. What it means is, you see, you could die at 20 and have enjoyed long life. You, you know the famous statement I use. Died at 30. Buried at 70. How'd that happen? No joy of life. It's not the number of years. It's how you live those years. Verse 3. Here, O Israel, be careful to obey so that it may go well with you and that you may increase greatly in the land flowing with milk and honey just as the Lord your God has promised you. So there it is. The, the children were to see that one of the major things, the children were to see this. When they looked at their parents, their parents loved to serve God. Yeah, it's not like this. Teenager goes home after the service. Hey, Dad, I'd like to go on Wednesday night. Um, Pastor Mark talked about that. Yeah, I know. I guess they're going to have to take you. Last thing I want to do is sit in another teaching with that guy that's so long-winded and what the heck. <laughs> but I guess to show you that it's good, I'll go. Oh, that's going to do real well. <laughs> but what happens? You see, you see it's not... There, it's here. It's got to be at the heart. If you as a Christian parent or grandparent, by the way, more influence with grandparents today than ever before. Because we have the first set of parents. There's usually only one now. Grandparents start praying and step in. 
get your life right. If you don't enjoy serving God tonight, you make it right before communion. How, how are you going to pass what You know what you're passing along. And then you say, I wonder why my kids don't like God. And they hate going to church. You know why? You. Verse 4. By the way, verse 4 to 9 is how to raise kids. Simple as that. You might want to write in your Bible. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your strength. These commandments, not suggestions, that I give you today are to be upon your where? It's a thing of the heart. It's always a thing. Of the, it's not of the head. It's always of the heart. The heart, out of the center of the heart, flow everything. Verse 7. Parents, after you love God with all your heart, and you love God, you're only one that there, and, you, and you're obeying those commandments, then take these same principles, verse 7, and impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. In other words, every aspect of life, away, here we are, we're at home, we're having our devotions, we had a prayer time, whatever, Sunday night, we had a little time with our kids, whatever we talked about, and we head off. Now, tomorrow, the soccer field with your kids. Is God anywhere around? Well, should be. When you headed off to work, was God there? When the kids headed off to school, was God there? Sure. See, it's 24-7, 365. It is just a part of your life. And God is always the center of everything we do. That doesn't mean that when you're on the soccer field, you know, before you kick the goal, you well, step and pray. No, you did that before. And so did the goalie. So who knows what will happen? Hmm. Parents are to be authentic role models. Not perfect, just authentic. Verse 8, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads, full obedience to God's commands would affect what? Their hands, which means our actions. Their eyes, which means our desires. It will affect every part of you. Verse 9, write them on the door frames of your houses and on the gates. You know, this mezuzah that you have, and we have one in our home. A little thing that had the, the uh, shima inside, and it would just be on the doorpost. And when you walked in that house, you know, you'd... Put your hand on it and bless yourself. That just meant that that house served God. Now, it became a form, but really, that's what a house is supposed to be. A place of peace and joy. When people come in, they know that God's there. The home is the key with godly parents and obedient children. Now, quickly, let's step back. I've got one more passage I want to turn to. You're in the same place. Let's just step back for a moment. Let me go through this. Let's go back for a moment. Let's go to your home tonight. Mom and dad, grandparent. Let's talk about you for a moment. What's happening in your home? A few moments, we're going to take communion. Communion is a time when we have to examine our hearts before God. Now, there's no perfect parent here, including myself. When we raised our kids, we weren't perfect. Made a lot of mistakes. But our heart was after God. So first of all, tonight, parent, grandparents, your heart after God. In a moment, I give some of you a chance. You're not Christian parents. You have no chance of passing God on to your children. Hear what I just said. If you're not a Christian, you have zero chance for you passing on. Somebody else may get them, but you have zero chance. By the way, it's never too late to start doing right. So I'll give some of you an opportunity as parents or grandparents to become a Christian tonight. Some of you parents, when you sit there, you realize, man, I taught them everything about the world, but to be honest, haven't done very well in the spiritual aspect. Well, what are you going to do? 
Start tonight. Make a commitment to God tonight. God, you help me, I'll do better. You help me, God, I need your help. Do that. Make that commitment to God before we take communion. Let's move over here. Here we are with the students, teenagers, college students, still living at home. How are you doing with your parents? And a lot of the students are over here, so I'll talk to you guys. How are you doing with your parents? You say, well, my parents aren't godly and I'm not going to obey them. Well, if they're not asking you to do things that are wrong, you still obey them. That's the scripture principle. If they are Christians, certainly they're not going to be asking you to do things wrong. You should be obeying them. Kids, students, young people, is your neck soft, obedient, submissive, or hard? You say, well, it's hard because I'm going to do my own thing. Remember young Mark, I told you, 27? You'll end up down a road you won't like. You say, not me, I'm an exception. There are no exceptions with sin. You will pay unless you soften your heart. You say, well, my parents are too strict. Well, God will deal with them. You soften your heart. When you do that? Tonight, before communion. It's up to you. You need to do that. Let me just share something because of time's sake. You can look it up later. In Deuteronomy 6, where you're at, let me just share it with you like this, very simply. There's some commands, and it starts off in Deuteronomy, and it says this. When you're older, be able to tell your children, this is the Jewish people speaking, be able to tell your children about Passover, what it was all about, how that God delivered you from Egypt, opened the Red Sea, and the Passover was that when the lamb was slain, and it was a picture of communion. It was a picture of the coming Christ. And so if you look down, probably around somewhere around verse 20, I think it is, something like that. It talks about, uh, yeah, in the future when, what is the meaning of these decrees and so forth? Let me share with you what it should be like in the Christian home. You see, in a moment, we're going to take communion. And unbelievers cannot take communion. People that aren't right with God can't take communion because the Bible says you bring judgment further on you than your sin already has. So the best place to teach kids about communion, this is another thing I'm going to suggest, and we've never done this before, but I'm going to suggest a few times a year you doing communion in your home with your family. Because watch what happens. Mom and dad are, or single parent, they're Christian. Here's their kids. One of the kids is saved. And you're serving communion. And you give the communion to the one child or the youth. That's, and the other says, says well, why, why can't I take communion? Then you explain to them why. And, and let me read to you what Deuteronomy 6 is. Let me read it my own ways. Up, updated for today. In the future, when your children ask you, what, is, what does it mean to go to church and read the Bible, give money and tell other people about Jesus? You want to say to them this. I once was a slave to my own sin nature, but the Lord delivered me by having Jesus come and die on the cross for my disobedience and sinfulness. You're saying this to your children. Jesus suffered a terrible death so that today I might have life and freedom, no guilt because my sins are forgiven. Jesus continues to do great things in my life and your mother's life. Our personal relationship with Him has been positively affected in every year of our lives, including our marriage. We have learned to trust God with our whole lives. We're not perfect, but we're still growing in God. God has shown us how to pray together and how to pray for you. I hope that you've noticed that your mother and I go to church and serve God, not because we have to, but because we want to. We know because of God's grace that we're going to spend eternity in heaven with God. Our greatest desire is for all of you 
each and every one of you are children to come to a personal relationship with God just like your mother and I have. Now I want to give you a picture. I want you to see this. And we're going to take communion. I want you to picture your family, wherever it is. Grandparents, parents, whatever. Brothers, sisters. The goal of a parent, starting back with Adam and Eve, was to teach their children about God. Not only for here, but when we die, that our families would be together. Now, it's going to be different in heaven. There's no real marriage relationship and whatever. But the Bible says we will know one another. One of the saddest things in the world is to do a funeral, and I've done many, when you don't know the outcome of the person, teenager or parent. And the other one or two people, whether the kids or parents are Christians, and you have nothing really to say to them. So I, if I don't know, I don't ever address it in the funeral, because only God knows. But what a great joy, even if it's a sad funeral, to say this. Hey, kids, your dad that just died, you're a Christian, he was a Christian, you're going to see him again. Where is all that supposed to be done? In the home. Oh, or to say to a parent whose teenager gets killed or young child gets killed or whatever, and you outgrow your kids, I'll see my son and I'll see my daughter again because they knew God. What a great joy. You see, we're, we, we don't live here a few years. We're out of here. This is about eternity. This is about being right with God. This is not time to play. This is time to make your calling and election sure. You see, it's about eternity. It's about God's love. Before we take communion, there's some of you that don't know God. Don't put your books away, just stop for a moment. Some of you don't know God. If you die right now, you wouldn't go to heaven because your sins separate you from God. You have to choose to serve God. Now, you want to choose because of your heart. Your heart. Some of you are parents. I believe there's grandparents that aren't saved. And I believe there's kids that aren't saved. I also believe there's in those categories are people that once knew God but have walked away from God. Here's what we're going to do. I'm only going to take one minute to do it. You get ready. If you're here tonight, in a moment we're going to bow our heads. And you say, Pastor Mark, I want my sins to be forgiven. I want to follow Jesus Christ. I want to do what's right. I want to go to heaven. I want to start tonight doing what's right. What I'm going to do is I'm going to pray for you before we take communion. After that, I'll give you some instructions at the end of the service. Or if you've been away from God, you've backslidden, you've had a stiff neck as a parent, a grandparent, or a student. You've been rebellious against God, if nothing, if no one else. And you want to make it right. You want to start right with God tonight. You want to get back in line so that your table, your family, your friends, things begin to go right again in your life. What a challenging message from Pastor Mark. Are we an active participant in the discipleship of our children? Are we encouraging our children to a closer walk and relationship with God? Parents are to teach their children the Bible. We must be authentic role models to them 24-7, 365 days a year. Parents have the responsibility of using God's Word to teach their children and grandchildren what God has done for them. Maybe you're listening right now and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. 
there's a simple way to share this message. Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. Now, the next time you join us here on Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will discuss love and limits. How do we know how and when to discipline our children? If we spank them, will it hurt their character and their personality? If we put them in timeouts, will it extinguish their fire? These are good questions, and Pastor Mark will answer them as we look together to see what God has to say in His Word, the Bible. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Ballmer, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. Let us hear your lessons for this.